0: You and I have a rendezvous with destiny.
1: It's 5 o'clock in the morning. You've just pissed on a dumpster. It's Miller time. He got hit. Look at the finish out. Planets all over. Chris High fly ball into right field. She is done. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You believe in miracles? Yes. The return to glory. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. Let's go find us an offensive coordinator, Texas A&M welcome is it time did they do it jimbo has listened to the people and you have a freaking coordinator it's happening mixed reviews on the internet we're going to get into that um we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about across the beer sports and life spectrum we've got a big tcu georgia game coming up dana white's a wife beater uh pretty fun episode ahead of us so let me kick it over to my co host here the one and only dave what you got my guy
0: we're here, folks. Drink at the Um, We're here to have a good time. We're here to drink some beer. And as Dak laid it out, talk some uh, sports as well. Going right into it, of course, we do want to touch on uh, the Damar Hamlin situation. Um, and so as of today, on the 4th of January, we're tracking that he is Still in the hospital, no real change to his condition is what the Buffalo Bills organization has put out. So definitely our prayers from the All Dragon Think Nation are over with Damar and who seems to be not just a football player and a human being, but just like a good person in general.
1: Yeah. The uh the toy fundraiser thing that's bananas like I hate that we have to go someone has to be in critical condition to donate to a cause but you know like I hate that it takes someone getting you know injured and in critical condition for their fundraiser to get known but nonetheless let's take a uh, some bright out of this negative kind of couple of days and you know there's a lot of uh, good for kids coming from the the generous people of the world um yeah man it was wild I've, I've you know I've been in medicine a hot minute and uh that's the easily the craziest thing i've ever seen on a on a sports field or in sports in general you know we immediately started texting and i told you my thoughts and we still really haven't heard you know like a definitive diagnosis or what's going on but um crazy and so yeah you i mean you said it thoughts and prayers with them um you know first thing i've done each day like i checking out stats to see the update so um you know as a lover of football, as a lover of humanity, as a lover of football, and as a lover of the Bills, you know, this kind of hits near and dear. So, um, we'll keep you yeah. updated.
0: And it's, it was, I thought that the coverage of the event, um, obviously Joe Buck and Troy, uh, I thought they did a fantastic job, um, covering it while it was live. Then they kicked it back to the ESPN studio and, you know, Booger McFarlane was very uh, obviously, uh, as all of the the, the uh, headquarters cast were were touched and a difficult situation for a broadcaster to be in, right? Because you just getting a mic stuck in your face and like, hey, we're not going to a commercial for another two and a half minutes, so figure out something to talk about. Um, and
1: something something that they've never seen, and you know, it's almost like we remove sometimes the humanistic as aspect from it most people have never seen someone receive CPR. Most people have never seen someone shot. And so for you to be thinking this is a hunky-dory football night and then someone receiving CPR, I mean, that is, that is a a 180 flip culture shock thing, you know? So.
0: Yeah. And then I thought that uh, Scott Van Pelt um, as well, definitely want to get our hats off. He is, he is the epitome of, uh, a sports broadcaster. And yep. I thought he did a fantastic job on his show of uh, honestly uh, kind of asking the tough questions about the NFL. Um, and, you know, what did they think about playing? What were they thinking about saying, Hey, give them five minutes and let's just keep going. Um, and I, I thought he did a fantastic job.
1: One thing we have to remember is, one in 2022 America we're going to we the people are going to scrutinize you for any off color wrong word wrong decision you know and all we can do is try to put pieces together and make an informed decision and that's that's this situation that's you know tomorrow when we're headed to work that's that's every day we take we have to make a decision and sometimes it has to be fast and so you take um <clears throat> things that are given to us, little knowledge bits and we go, all right, this is what we have to go. And so dudes are getting hammered over there. Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to give them five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Is that the right thing? Absolutely not. But, you know, maybe he's up on destroying them because I assume these are not terrible human beings that weren't like, ah, fuck this kid. He's dead. Let's play five minutes. Send it boys. You know, they're just putting pieces together. And at the time that that was the information they had, at least I, I hope. And I believe that.
0: No, I I totally agree. I mean, the refs, as you saw, were as shaken up as anyone else. Obviously, you know, they had never seen this before. And, you know, they're kind of just looking at the the playbook and saying, um, all right, you know, typically for an injury, this is what we do. Obviously, this is different. And they were, uh, while I know that it came out, hey, it's going to be five minutes. I mean, the whole time you saw them talking to both coaches and then eventually, you know, They just said, Hey, let's just let's head to the locker room. And there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so I I have no fault there. Um, I do think, and and huge props to Ryan Clark, who is kind of the co host with SVP, uh, who himself went through a really scary injury when he was a player, and saying that, you know, at the time, you know, if the NFL you know, wants to like reschedule this game tomorrow or, or something like that. It, you know, the world is watching and especially the NFL players are watching about everyone knows the NFL is a moneymaker and the NFL headquarters and caring for the players is a part of that, but probably secondary, but it's not explicitly like stated. And I I think absolutely correct point is saying if the NFL said, Hey, strap up boys were playing tomorrow, it would be a huge statement to all of the players that guess what? Your health really doesn't matter. So again, hats off to SVP and Ryan Clark. I thought they did a fantastic job of covering it. Uh, unlike some of the other uh, sports oh, uh, okay. personalities out there.
1: Oh, skip. Um, one immediately. I was like, this has to be poorly written read it about five times and nope nope pretty sure that's what the fuck he means um and then i was like okay well hot and heated keyboard warriors out there man we're gonna see a hell of an apology tomorrow no nope, no nope, no nope, no, nope, don't even think he uh mentioned it and acknowledged that it was wrong i mean what the what the hell are you thinking and then after you've sat on it how did how did you not especially whether you meant it or not let's let's be real the whole Channel sharp not showing up the whole um i i couldn't sleep through the night like like you said money or it's all it's all money man i i you know call me a conspiracy cons, conspiracy theorist there you go i i tend to thank you i tend to think that uh it's all a crock of shit and so if you're gonna if you're gonna church up that turd, like make it a little more shiny. Cause that was pathetic.
0: Yeah. And I did get, uh, uh, one of our, the fans, uh, reached out and said, there is another potential way of reading his tweet, but I'm still very much. And I, I do see their point, but I'm still very much on the way that I think most people took it, which was, this was an attention grabbing headline yep. from a, like from a boomer that has lived in the, the high life of hot takes his entire career. And he just thought he could get away with another one. Uh, and good on the internet for kind of, for calling him out because it was at the very least in poor taste. And it just, you know, it kind of shows you, and we've talked about it. There's people in the world that, They've lived, they're so detached from reality that they, you know, are so egotistical that they think that they can literally just say anything and hey, it is what it is. His apology on air was basically, uh, you guys took it wrong. That's not what I meant. Versus like, I understand that was really poorly worded. That's obviously not what I meant. No, it was just, no, you're wrong. I'm not taking the tweet down. Like, it's just the fact that, that Fox sports one can allow him to sit on air. I think after this, I'm not for cancel culture, but he has needed to go for a long time. Like put him out to pasture. I think this is a really good excuse saying, look, man, like you can't, you can't do that. Especially when obviously Hamlin has, his condition has not improved. Um, you know, there's there really isn't any room for it. And the guy's the guy's a, a turd to begin with. So I think I, I have nothing else, uh, nothing good to say about that individual. Cause I really think at his core, that's exactly who he is.
1: Yeah. And never was a big fan before. Definitely not tuning in now. So sorry, Fox. Uh you're one of your lead freaking newscasters is uh giant shitbird, So Um, two, two quick points before we get off the Buffalo whole thing here. Um, and this is completely not to sound insensitive, right. But, uh, you know, first and foremost is the health and it is a game who gives a single shit. And so beyond it is a game who gives a single shit is fantasy, which is a bunch of grown ass dudes playing a game, watching a game. It's like uh you the dude playing the dude.
0: Yeah.
1: Something yeah. other dude. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. to not sound insensitive, like fantasy is not a big deal. It's something we do and it's kind of fun, but not a big deal in the grand scheme of someone's health and, and life, right? But I am curious how this gets finagled and and fixed, or if it is fixed, I don't know. You know, we're in the finals right now, and so um, you know, a lot of feelings can get hurt. Friends can get punched in the mouth. So I'm really curious to see what turns up here.
0: Yeah, and just beyond even that is like for the NFL, you're left in a really tough position, right? Just like you said, is if we try to reschedule the game, obviously with DeMar's health still in question, that's not really an option. But this is a critical game to figure out the seating going into the playoffs. So do you push everything a week? We know that it's not going to get played this weekend. Uh, so, is it going to get pushed a week? Buffalo, obviously, if they're not playing that game, they're definitely not playing their Week 18 matchup that they had this weekend. Uh, I think against the uh, um, the Dolphins. So that's oh no, excuse me, against the Patriots. So that's going to get pushed. So uh, you're you're left in a very okay, difficult so- situation.
1: Yeah, so the roundtable is freaking out right now going like, hey, what are our 15 different courses of action that we can do? I don't think we see a week where they cancel or postpone Bill's games this week. Do you think they don't play this weekend?
0: I, I think they – so they've already said that they are not going to play – Play the Pats? The, they're, no, they've said that they're not going to play this matchup, the the Bengals matchup this right, weekend. Right, right, right. So right, that, right. T- that to me says we are going to – I think – Honestly, I think what the NFL is going to do, they're not going to play any games this weekend. Really? I, I think they're going to push it all one week with the hope and with everyone's hope that DeMar, uh, his condition That's improves. not a
1: terrible, terrible decision, though, because you keep everybody on the same schedule. It doesn't exactly. mess up fantasy. I mean, like I said, an afterthought. But now that that answers that question, too. Um, yeah. it gives so you push everything a goal. week.
0: Yeah. The Super Bowl will get played the second week in February instead of the first week in February. It may uh, be
1: bigger than that on like the TV scheduling and all of that stuff. That I don't know. Yeah, and mean, that's a, the Super Bowl. So
0: and that's a tough one. That that those are the tough ones, right? Because people have already bought tickets, they've already bought airline tickets, they've already got other stuff uh to yeah. the Super Bowl. So obviously there's a ton <clears throat> of implications here. Maybe you give the teams less time. From the NFC AFC Championship games to go to the Super Bowl, I don't know, uh, but I do think I do think just for uh, the sake of you can't let right you if 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 Buffalo doesn't play, you can't let other teams play because then that means Buffalo now has two games they got to play another time. So to me, I think you just postpone everything a week and pray, as we all are, that Demar is is able to – his condition is able to improve. At least be stable. Stable. He doesn't have to be on the field. He just needs to be stable. Exactly. And
1: America and especially, you know, his family and his teammates need to know he's okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you almost do like a a short week game. So, everybody plays on a Sunday and then everybody plays on a Thursday. And then you like make it up a couple weeks, you know, a week or two down the road. And then it's still fair, but you still have recovery and rest time in there. I don't know. That's a reasonable option. But I want to switch gears for one last second before we get off of this. Did you see the Sabres game last night?
0: I did not watch the Sabres game. Uh, I did see the highlights and uh, kind of the tribute uh, to the Bills and to DeMar. Bananas. Like, first off, of any – franchise out there like
1: that's some total buffalo shit to do like that's the kind of city buffalo is like if you know you know kind of thing but i mean you you know the wizards of the stat world can make anything look like anything like that's that's how they are but this one's pretty up there dude like the game all right so for those who don't know um his number is three right his football jersey number is three demar hamlin so the buffalo sabers which the hockey team, played yesterday on January 3rd. Um, one of their players had three goals. This was his third hat trick of the season, his 30th goal of the season, and they won with a game-winning shot with three minutes into overtime. Like, dude, if that doesn't give you, like, goosebumps. Like, that. that is wild to me. It shows you that this is all a simulation simulation birds aren't real uh there you go but if you if you wind them up and walk them enough they'll fall off the end
0: of the earth and uh Kyrie Irving has suddenly checked into the chat all right uh moving on quickly (laughs) so uh you brought it up obviously um going into uh fantasy or, or going into college football excuse me uh big coaching hire
1: yeah, this baby. Was
0: announced today uh, that Texas A&M and Bobby Petrino are in final negotiations for Bobby P to come over to A&M and be the offensive coordinator, not just the offensive coordinator, and but the play caller. The play caller, which was a huge sticking point for Jimbo Fisher all throughout this season and really last season. I yep. mean, a and really hasn't had a solid, and granted, ton of injuries. Uh, key positions in both those seasons but they haven't had a really solid offense since kellen mond the three year three seasons ago when they were snubbed getting into the college football playoff right so yeah. since that point there really has been a really lethargic offense obviously one of the greatest offensive minds uh and uh intern chasers that's out there
1: so yeah so It's a mixed, it's a it's kind of a mixed bag out there. So I clicked on a couple of posts to just I get into rabbit holes and I know that I'm gonna see shit I don't need to read and it makes me angry and I just can't not fucking click and then it's like what a piece of shit. Why would you hire him? AM is the most toxic team on the planet now. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I mean, dude's slanging and banging, but you know, that's behind him. Let's cut the guy some slack. Like he recovered. He's a family man now. He did good at um, you know, um Missouri State.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then a lot of people, you know, like, well, he got left the Falcons high and dry. He had a terrible NFL career. He was one of the shortest tenured uh coaches in the history of the NFL. But things can change and like him, hate him, indifferent. He is one of the most talented offensive minds in football.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I also have been a little bit surprised, especially with the reaction within the AM community. Especially uh, because, being AM. Right. So I think from an AM fan, I'm excited that, that we picked him up. Uh, and I don't know if we can get credit for this, but you and I both spoke this into existence like midway through the college football season, talking about AM needing an offensive coordinator that. They shouldn't fire Jimbo and everyone was saying, Fire Jimbo. Yep. yep. You heard it here first. Drink and Think Nation says, Don't fire Jimbo, just make him hire an OC. Oh, by the way, what's an OC that you could go after? And Bobby Petrino, we brought up Bobby Petrino as an option playing in Missouri State. So I think that, uh, surprised by that because honestly, like Steve Sarkeesian, right? He's got a past and, you know, there was, I, and I, when he got hired, I mean, crickets, I don't remember a whole thing. Uh, obviously, there is a past for old Miss uh, Lane Kiffin. Lane oh, Kiffin obviously on, has various, a yeah. really, you know, kind of sketchy past. And then the granddaddy of them all, probably, that no one brought up was Auburn's coaching hire, who has a hell of a past. And like, I don't know. I think I I agree, you know, that the guy made a lot of mistakes (laughs) in the past, but let's not necessarily crucify him now uh, for something. I mean, greatest golfer of all times, Tiger Woods. He was going through some stuff there, you know, but we've forgiven that. So I'm surprised that Bobby Petrino, all this has gotten brought up. My
1: my initial thoughts are, lots of the hate is coming from an inner sec circle, you know, like, is it Bobby Petrino used to be the head coach of Arkansas. So as an A&M fan base, you're like, no, we have to hate this guy. And, you know, the, there's more of an uphill climb for him coming in or, or it's, it's a okay target to attack. It's like one of those like self, deprecating kind of things like we can make fun of that because you know he banged a hot teenage chick or something you know whereas like hey Sarks an alcoholic he's like hey dude what the fuck like we don't we don't yeah. go there you know that, so it's like
0: dude that's ha- a fair dude point. had a hot
1: blonde on his motorcycle like we're gonna give him shit but inside you know it's like eh. whereas like you know there's a there's a no-no zone
0: i mean yeah and and I think while it seems recent to a lot of people, I mean, I had to look it up, but that happened 11 years ago. Like, yep. this is back in 2012, folks. Like, that's a long time ago. You know, obviously, the guy made a huge error, and it's going to be something that he has to kind of live down. But we we know one thing that cures all bad problems in football and that's going that's out W's. and winning some games.
1: That's that's yeah.
0: W. I was just
1: gonna say, I was like, it doesn't seem like a short time to Arkansas fans. Like we had some dark, dark days in that 11 years. I mean, we had coaches calling us the wrong university. Uh we had the Chad Morris years, like woof. So yes, it has definitely been over a decade, but hey, um now everything's working working out. So I think it's gonna be a good good call for y'all. So Moving on. Um, a couple other college football things. Some housekeeping notes. Uh I have been eliminated from my own fucking game that I brought to you. So that's cool. Good job. Um I is it even close? It's not even close, is it?
0: Uh no, I'm pulling it up right now. I am ahead by fifty-five points. Oh, that's
1: not that bad. That's that's a that's a game and a that's one good game and one shitty game.
0: Yeah, I mean, so percent correct, fifty-five nah, is so f- tight. Now
1: nah, we don't need to get into stats. Well, I mean, I'm nah. I am I got five more picks correct than you did. Oh, that's not bad. at All, all right, I'm a G. All right, I take it back.
0: But um, okay, if you're a G, then I'm a genius because I have I'm at sixty percent correct right now, fifty-nine percent. So we're making money.
1: I say, That's good. Now, granted, it is Moneyline Games. I don't know if that it looks good on us. Uh, I would say from year to year playing this game, if you got 60% correct, you're probably going to win almost every year. Uh, yeah, I will say I, in our other, our other league, um, half our family kind of shat the bed this year. So there's only four of us that put in the uh, brackets or whatever. And my sister-in-law is probably going to win. But here's the weird thing. And I've never seen a game or a a season playing this game so close, right? We can tie out of, what, 42 different bowl games. We can tie this bitch if TCU wins outright and is a national champion. I put one point on them, one point for TCU to win just for shits and gigs. And she is currently beating me by one point. She has Alabama wow. to – or she has Alabama, wow, 40 and slip. She has uh,
0: uh, Georgia for for 42. So, Ty would be great. Well, let's go ahead and get into that since you, you kind of teed it up for us. So, uh, I will pitch it over to you. What are some of your biggest takeaways, maybe surprises uh, or things that you think team both TCU and Georgia are going to take into this game coming out of the semifinals. Yep. So I think
1: just from a momentum standpoint, right. TCU has to be thinking they have underestimated us all freaking year and look at what we've done. Now we're going to the national championship game and we handle business. So I think the key takeaway for them is they're going into the national championship game with just like tons and tons of sack. You know, they know they've got the quarterback. They know they can score points. They know they can win. And so people would have said the same thing, you know, your odds of beating Michigan or your odds of beating Georgia. Well, they, they took care of one. And so I think momentum is a huge piece for TCU going in.
0: Yeah. Um, I I will say this. So TCU's defense, obviously, I mean, they were the star of their matchup against Michigan because not only – Not only did TCU's defense effectively after one long run in the very first play of the game, TCU's defense pretty much shut down the run and forced them to be a more passing team, but got two pick sixes and got Michigan fumbling on the goal line. Sure. So that's a 21-point swing. At the same time, that's a 21-point swing, and they only won by six points. And so yeah. I I, so in Dave's like crazy mind here, uh, I'm one hand I'm like, holy shit, TCU might have a chance, right? Their defense was playing up. They were getting after people. George's, on the other hand, was not and looked terrible. But then you have that kind of lurking in the back of your mind. Hold on a second. They had a 21 point swing in three different plays and they still only won by six points. Yeah. Um, my counter would be
1: that. And if you look at the Arkansas game bowl game, how it was like, Oh, you're blowing them out of the water. And then you let them sneak back in. Was that a, my defense is doing work right now. They're putting points on the board and they played a little more conservatively than they should have. You look at, it was a, I want to say it was a 30 to 39 point differential for Michigan in the second half. So you know they had nine more points than tcu did and then um one thing that helped is tcu got off to a hot hand and so right they were up big in the first half hey let's pump the brakes and make them play to our style and then michigan you know did make it a ball game that that might be something to hang your hat on but yeah their defense uh showed up and it was impressive you wouldn't have thought now that's funny that we say like a tcu team like a uh, kind of a sling at it team. It's like, oh, the defense stood out. And then, you know, it's like you look at the score, but it's 5145. So, but yeah, I mean, defense handle business. But I'd like to think that if the defense can do half of what they did in the national championship game and then you you give Max Duggan the ball, like they have a swing and chance here.
0: Yeah, they they absolutely have that. And there's nothing more dangerous than a team that a little hope believe, with exactly that believes that they have a chance yep um and i think they definitely do now okay so i my question to you is george's defense in this game was terrible i mean stroud throws for almost 350 yards four touchdowns uh they don't force i think they only force one turnover um allow two receivers to get over 100 yards, no pressure on the quarterback or very little. So is this Georgia's defense that just didn't get up for the game, or did we expect last year's defense and realize that Georgia's defense really hasn't been dominant in Georgia's standards this year?
1: I kind of had the same thought process that you did and I I looked at it and I was going, man, is this, is this uh, Georgia Mizzou all over again? They kind of get cold feet. They, you know, take some a minute to get in the game. Um, I think they did have moments where they showed they are a good defense, but at a deeper dive here. uh, And again, this is not to hate on their defense. I think they have a good defense, but. You know, that uh, memory of past kind of lingers there for us as we like to talk about. Georgia has not – their defense has not been that exceptional th- this year. If you look at them in the SEC alone, they're eighth in sacks, sixth in interceptions, and tenth in fumble creations.
0: Yeah. Um, and that that was – that's a shock to me um, because when you look at them nationally ranked, they're like in the top 20 defensively. But again, and they went on the, a stretch this year, right? They went on a stretch, I want to say a three game stretch or something, where they didn't allow a first half touchdown. Um, so, they, like you said, they're not a bad defense. No, oh, streaky but, at times. But at the same time, they're not the dominant force that we saw last year, which maybe puts you know, maybe puts Georgia's offense on a little bit more of a shaky footing because now Stetson Bennett, guess what, dude, uh, you're going to have to show up and you're going to have to make better decisions than you did against, um, against Ohio state.
1: Better getting some uh, water aerobics and and put your cane down. Young man, it's time to play some football. We were, we were watching the game live. We were, you know, quite the many beers deep we were shitting on this dude you old son of a bitch and i was like oh, fuck i'm seven years older than this guy like i'm a yeah. old piece of shit now and i am broken I'm like all right yeah go on young man sling that pigskin um uh, but yeah I, I don't know that the, that georgia is the total team that they want or expected going into a national championship which don't get me wrong or don't get us wrong i would i will speak for you here you still are going to give that the nod to Georgia, right? They're uh, uh they've been there, they've done that, they have uh, the accolades, they have the fan base. It'll be a home game for them, you know. Everything says Georgia to win the national championship game. There's if there's a little inkling of hope there, TCU is going to run with that and they're going to drag their thousand pound ball sack onto that field and they're going to do some damage, baby. And I hope to see it. I really do.
0: Yeah. Um, and to your point, are you surprised in that the line opens at Georgia minus 13 and a half? Like two yep. touchdowns, largest national championship line in the college football playoff era.
1: No, I'm not. And that's the disrespect. You're playing a non SEC or Ohio State Clemson program, never been to the CFP, never been to the national championship game. They've got this kind of, like, blue-collar team, blue-collar quarterback that has found a way to make it. You know, even even us, dude, they were undefeated, like, 10-0. and And I'm like, dude, they're not the team. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. They won't make the CFP. And they did lose a game. But, however, now they have won, and they're in the national championship game. And uh, I'm a believer.
0: Yeah, I I would love to see it.
1: Beyond their team, I'm a Max Duggan believer. I think the dude deserves some glory because I think his his heart grew
0: three sizes that big that night, you know. Nice. Um thanks, bro. Yeah. Much. Thanks. I uh I I like it. I mean I would love to see TCU win. I think a lot of America would love to see TCU win. Uh I think the total here is low. Uh sixty-two and a half for the total when we saw both semifinal matchups go to 90 points. Yeah. So I think 62.5 is is low here, especially when I think TCU is going to come out with their hair on fire. And Georgia may start slow, but we know that they're going to finish strong.
1: Last point I'll say, and I, I kind of – if you look at the quarterbacks here, you know, I don't know why I hate on Bennett. Max Duggan seems like he's the leader on the field. He's loved by his teams, just like looks like a cool dude, kind of rough and rugged. And then, like, I like Stetson Bennett's story. I like the walk on story that now is a national champion competing for another national championship, like not highly recruited. He's got a chip on his shoulder, but I feel like he doesn't play like he has a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he plays like an arrogant douche canoe. And so, like, the little things he does where He's been sacked 14 times and they, you know, they have to scrap together some defensive finale. It's like you walk out and he does a mic drop, and he's like, No, dude, like get your ass to the locker room. Like you're undefeated, but we're not sure how. So yeah. I don't know. The the, the humble pie there that he doesn't he doesn't wear that, you know, like I said, Duggan or maybe even Johnny, even Johnny Manziel, good comparison. Everybody yeah. loved Johnny. He wasn't that guy, but he, you know, kind of had that same charisma. And he was a cocky, arrogant asshole, but he played the part. Like, people loved him versus the Stetson Bennett. I don't think there's a lot of
0: Stetson Bennett lovers out there. I don't know. Can you tell me if I'm wrong? No, I I totally agree with you because when you look at his numbers, he – I mean, he didn't even throw in his entire season. didn't even throw for as many yards or as many touchdowns as Hendon Hooker did when and Hooker played two less games in the regular season and he somehow gets a nod to go to, to New York, which he had no business being there. I, I just, I agree. I mean, it's a good story, but if he played the part at, if he played the part like Max Duggan plays his part, right? Everyone would love Stetson Bennett. I agree. But he is the, he just comes off as the rich white asshole. And so yeah, you owe me something, no, and look what exactly. I've done. No, and nobody yeah. likes that. And so, uh yeah, I mean, and honestly, just hand to God, he's got more talent uh, for playing football in his pinky than I do. But the reason why he stayed in the in the college football this long is because he's not going to get drafted very high. He is just not that like he is not that exceptional. In football, and so college is pretty much going to be his highest point. He will be lucky, lucky if he is a journeyman
1: enterprise. Oh,
0: (laughs) yeah, lucky if he's like a journeyman quarterback. At the end of the day, he but he might be the Gardner Minshew type guy that gets a start every once in a while and gets a wild hair up his ass and wins a couple games, but that's it.
1: Hey, Blue Mountain State, me baby, I would love to be a backup quarterback. Come on. Okay, All right. um you want to take a quick
0: break and talk some beers? I was just about to say that. I figured. Uh, so, you know, as is uh, you know, for those that are just joining us or haven't listened to a whole lot of drink and think, um life, you know, is hard enough as it is. Um, thank God for sports, but in addition to that, uh, Beer is an essential piece to this puzzle here at Drink and Think, obviously based on the name, uh, but it, you know, it just, it gives you, it takes away some inhibitions, right? It, we can tell the uh, the truth as we see it, unabashed, uh, and, you know, we got some good beers to drink today. I will, do you want to go first and lead off?
1: No, please, please, please.
0: All right. So I have two here. Uh, I'm going to talk about, just give a shout out to one. Uh, I'm in Kansas. I had another one of Boulevard's, which is the Single Wide IPA, which is kind of a funny name. There you go. Uh, uh, as a kid that grew up in a double wide, got some love for uh, Suck Single, it, single wide. wide. That's right. <laughs> so uh, Single Wide IPA, great beer uh, from Boulevard, good IPA. You're just, you're kind of typical uh, run of the mill, but definitely clean, definitely crisp. On the complete flip side of this, from Left Hand Brewing Company. Left Hand, that's a nitro stout then. Yep. Left Hand Brewing Company, a shout out to Dak, who is a lefty. That's Uh, right. And uh, so Left Hand Brewing Company, got the milk stout nitro. I am not a huge nitro fan. Uh, and but this is, um, I poured it. It's got some great, like, just good head, great color, and it is extremely clean and kind of sweet almost. It's kind of a sweeter coffee stout. So, uh, I love it. I think it's a great, it's a great one. And, uh, good on you, left hand brewing company. You may all be lefties and thus cursed, uh, but. You can make some damn good beer. Yeah, we're not redheads,
1: so suck it.
0: Um, All right, what
1: do you got? You have do you have beers you keep? Do you have beers you can just keep around the house, like save this for a special occasion or something, or do you just drink them as they come? I don't do tasters and I don't look. I blindfold myself and then I grab said beer and that's what I'm drinking.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I keep
1: beers for occasions, you know. Um, But you're, I guess you're a a seasonalist. You definitely get into the seasonal beer drinking. I don't. Like, I kept a, I kept an Oktoberfest that I'll probably drink during summer because I, you know, I knew that I would want it six months from now or whatever. But leaving upstate New York and leaving the, you know, New England area, the home of lots of wonderful, great beers, I knew that I had to bring at least a third of my u-haul 27 footer full of beer and so i have slowly devoured most of that but i've kept a couple of beers near and dear to my heart for good day bad day somewhere in between um so i thought what beer am i going to review tonight on the episode so i went to digging for a single beer that i wasn't sure if i had one left or not but i thought i did and it was meant to be just as much as that hat trick was for the Sabres. Lo and behold, I found me a Pills Mafia. Pills Mafia. I know that story took 14 hours for me to say Pills Mafia. So yeah, I know. I got story, you. So. Yeah, uh, Pills Mafia. Greatest name maybe in beer. Um, one of the most clean, crisp, crushable freaking craft beers you'll find on the market and it's by my favorite brewery of all time. I just looked at my uh, my Untapped, and it's like this brewery or one, this brewery three, this brewery four. I have like fifty six check ins at Thin Man, like fifty six different beer. So wow, yeah, it's probably like five hundred and sixty in total. But yeah, fifty six different beer, and and definitely towards the top of that list is a a good German pilsner, Pils Mafia. So uh, in honor of our our injured Bill tonight. I will drink a pills mafia.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I like, I like that. Uh, he had some great alliteration in there. I think he said clean, crisp, crushable, clits, C- tours, canoe. canoe. Yeah. Uh, so great job. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's good to have something that you can look forward to right because there's sometimes there's really bad days. Today was just a weird day for me. Like my brain, I got like bad ADD. And so my brain was like in the clouds all day. I was thinking about some crazy shit, but it was just not stuff that like I like thinking about, you know, invading or protecting certain islands in the Pacific all day. Uh but not necessarily the stuff that is important to get you through the day and anyhow uh, it's good to have something that can just bring you down to earth like a little brewski you know a little little wake you up yeah uh and uh something that you can look forward to at the end of the day
1: uh last little beer talk while we're on it let me just get it out of the way um i guess well this is a big deal speaking of untapped and check-ins i just hit a thousand baby a thousand unique different beers i have freaking hammered and like you know i opened my account last month or something yeah
0: i was gonna ask when did you join untapped
1: well give me 30 seconds and i'll tell you i bet it's very easy to find
0: yeah i Um, just hit on your profile and it says i
1: joined 16 march 21 so i'll be at two years in a couple of
0: months dude i joined at 7 may 21 and you've got me like quadrupled i'm at like 300 Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not call that a red flag. Let's just say you drink,
1: you know, a six before you try a new one. See, like I'll go buy singles. Like I will buy 12 different singles or I'll buy a six pack and I'll give away half of them or, you know, I'll trade beer. So like, I'm always looking for unique check-ins or unique beers. to Not even, I don't care about the check-ins. You know, that's a fun thing that we bullshit about, but Genuinely, as like a home brewer and someone who wished past tense to open a brewery one day, you know, like oh, blah, blah. <laughs> I like trying new beers. So uh, but I did it was a it was an ode to the roots and an ode to our show and an ode to, you know, me, you, my brother-in-law, uh, thousands check in none other than a little Miller lot. And nice. I never checked, never checked in Miller Light. I never checked in any kind of like, you know, American light gas station beer if you will um so that's dude the i haven't one checked there, in so. miller light either
0: yeah i what, haven't i, I mean I've, would you, I've never checked Would you in. give it what'd you give oh, it what do you think what do you think you, you to five
1: fucking five oh baby let's ride there we uh, go yeah, I, i've never checked in like miller light or a uh, bud light mick you know i don't even know if i've checked in shiner on here because it's kind of like i don't do commercially
0: big beers Whoa, 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 whoa! Every drop of Shiner beer is produced in Shiner, Texas, which is a town of less than ten thousand people. All right, so every drop of that beer is is. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's no natty ice on here. Yeah. So this part of the show is brought to you by Miller Brewing Company. Miller Brewing Company, in whatever Colorado. What. Isn't it from Colorado?
1: Hold on. I thought it was um, Milwaukee, bro.
0: No, it's not from Milwaukee. Are you fucking kidding me? Miller Brewing Company is from Colorado, I'm pretty sure.
1: It's fucking Milwaukee, bro. Look it up. Like, Milwaukee Brewers. It's Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, it's one of the biggest beer cities in the world. If that is not the right answer, I will...
0: All right, it's I will from my beard
1: right now. Oh thank god, I'm not wrong.
0: <sighs> well, beard well, stays. that's What is it? Coors Brewing Companies in Colorado? I think it's yeah, Coors. Yeah, that's the La Bella de this Plata, Rock- the yeah, Silver yeah, yeah, the yeah. Silver
1: Bullet, the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, show your ass, Dave. Yeah. Well, or it's... or show your finesse that you only drink, you know, the finer beers of life. Okay, um, last beer comment, ba- last beer comment and we'll get okay. to Uh, you know the next four hours of the show um we just went to chattanooga to see a couple of army buddies first point chattanooga is a really really nice city if you've never been there put it on the place to go it's huge mountain biking scene tennessee river runs through there um so if you know you go up or downstream you can go find a goalpost in the water somewhere you know there you Um, go It's bigger than I thought, like the metropolitan area, lots of, you know, uh, local businesses there, big skyscrapers, but super clean, lots of stuff to do, lots of outdoorsy stuff. And like downtown area was safe, clean, family friendly, you know, so big, big shout out to Chattanooga. Um, But we got an Airbnb and we just kind of stayed mostly local this time. And we just we ate in every day. We drank beer, you know, pretty much sun up to sundown watch college football with two of my good army buddies um I brought my beer with me that I made I brought this was pretty cool I brought a five gallon keg a picnic tap so you can just clamp it on and spray from the pour right and I brought a CO2 tank so put it in a trash can filled it up with ice water and then we had five gallons of beer ready to go whenever we wanted it set it out on the back porch it wasn't as cold as I expected so uh, that didn't work out as well, but it was a, have I talked about this beer yet? I still haven't given it a name, dude. And I'm a huge name giver, dude.
0: All right. Just it's tell a, me about it and I'll just give it a name. Okay. Right
1: off. The, you know, I'm, I'm, I like my clever beer name, so don't fucking botch this. All right. It is a dub or it is a dry hopped American Pilsner. So it's a Pilsner beer, right? Like American Pilsner but it's dry hopped. And the only two hops that are in there are galaxy and mosaic. So the intent being uh pretty light, pretty crushable, but pretty tropical with the hops and overly done with the aroma. Cause I dry hopped. So you, you whiff on this thing and it's like, Holy IPA. But then you taste it and you're like, Holy shit. That is multi light 4.9%. I could drink this all day. And, uh, Sad to say it wasn't as good there as I wanted. I just tried it before we got on. It needed a couple more days to kind of condition and get that maltiness on the back. Uh, But it's a good beer. So what's your name? Ready, set, go. All right. Next segment. Malty. Presented by the hamster wheel.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's, There's no way, based either upon the time of day, what I did all day, or the fact that I've been drinking beer, uh, I would not do it justice. I was going to say multi biscuit, but that was the only thing that popped in my head. And mm, I don't know why. Sounds dirty. All right.
1: I'm going to name it Hamster Wheel because, you know, now it has a moment tied to it. So Hamster there Wheel.
0: There we go. All I like right. Moving that. on. What are you going to talk about? Um, so we've pretty much hit on everything. There is another piece of sports news that was a little bit kind of off the wall. And that one is in the UFC world.
1: So good will make you want to slap you. Nope.
0: Yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, Dana White has come out in the past against, uh, you know, abusing Opposing. women. Yeah, like people that are doing that. And there is a video of him in Cabo on a vacation with his wife. Where she hits him, slaps him in the face, and then he turns around and slaps her in the face. Uh, so, what are your thoughts, Dak, Ooh. here?
1: Okay. I didn't know we were diving into this kind of thoughts portion of it. Um. All right. Fundamentally, I will never hit a female. I was raised differently. I will not, I have never laid a hand on my wife. Uh, I've never laid a hand on any female in the sense of I am angry and trying to injure you, cause you harm, et cetera. Won't do it, won't ever do it. For one, if I'm mad enough to not rationally think what I'm doing and I'm going to swing my fucking gorilla paw at you, I'm a six four, two 250-pound man. My ass is going straight behind bars that are way stronger than me, right? Because that's not going to be like a little fairy slap. So, uh, but I I 100% adamantly believe that you shouldn't hit a female, okay? Now, on the flip side of that coin, and this might be a hot take, but it's 2022, right? You can't have equality if it's not equal. You can't expect the, I'll slap the shit out of you, bitch, but you better stand there and take it mentality, Right? Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. So just saying to all the population out there, you have to think before you act kind of thing. And that, that street goes both ways. And so, uh, however, I won't be the person, um, hitting, abusing, slapping a female ever. People do that. So, you know, you can't, you can't have it both ways. And so, you know, take that for what it's worth.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, In this situation, I'm a huge Dana White fan. Uh, I think he is one of the best business minds um, in America, not much less in sports and um, what he did to create his empire. Um, I do, I think he's a like a genuinely like a pretty good person. And his wife came out and basically um, both of them have come out and apologized. Uh, His wife said, you know, we were drunk got into it. She hit him first. And then, you know, it's just one of those things you got to protect yourself, especially when you're in that situation, because if you're getting into it, you're already liquored up. Inhibitions are down. Uh, you like medically, you take more risky behavior when you have been drinking alcohol. Um, that's why people drive drunk and think they're okay. So, I mean, like from that sense, I uh, I'm obviously he's he's going to have to pay. He's going to have to eat that shit sandwich because that thing's not going away. But at the same time, I don't think he is. I wouldn't necessarily throw him in the Ray Rice, you know, category to just yet. I think that was a bad situation, of course, because he is who he is that got on camera (laughs) and then dave's, now y'all know about it
1: dave's firing skip bayless before he fires Dana white
0: <laughs> oh 100 skip couldn't well skip probably couldn't beat a you know hit a woman in the face because he's too damn That's short right. yeah okay
1: so uh maybe a good segue to call this a call this a show but um we got to leave with a safety brief so i'm gonna lead right into that um Old skip, man. Uh, drink and think. Still thinks you're a piece of shit and probably shouldn't have a job. Hey, put one of our dumbasses up there. We will talk all night and day on Fox for, you know, a hundredth of what they're paying your stupid ass. So, um, but I will say to our people out there who are the keyboard warriors, you have to proofread your shit. If you intend to, to say one thing, but one hundredth of a percent could be misconstrued to mean another thing. You better backspace the hell out of that because somebody's coming at you, and then before you know it, perception is reality. And you want some guy to die in a hospital, or you want some guy to beat his wife. So if you're in the spotlight like, spotlight, like that, proofread your shit because that uh, that can turn one eighty on you in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, internet is undefeated uh to this day so they will get you no matter no matter who it is but anyways there it is that's our show it's been fun see you later all right later bro